Welcome to Asianish, a podcast created by two professionals who provide their insight and experiences on navigating the complex world of relationships, careers, and self-improvement as Asians trying to fit into Western society. There are Asians who have been told they're kind of Asian, but not really. Asianish. I'm Clinton. And I'm Wayne. Welcome to Asianish podcast. everyone. Welcome back to Asianish Podcast. I'm Clinton, and I'm here with my co-host, Wayne. How's Hello, it going, everyone. Wayne? Good, good. How about you? Good. Just another week in paradise. I am actually looking forward to the weekend because I am my hair is super long, as you can yeah. see in video. I don't think our mm-hmm. listeners can see it, but they'll take my word for it. And your word, my hair is super long. It's, it's almost like I'm trying to grow it into an Asian bob, which is not what I'm trying to do. I, I need to get a haircut. I'm looking forward to it this weekend. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. Uh, I like to keep my hair short, and it's getting longer now. So um, time to go to the barbershop. Um, I was actually, uh, I was in the barbershop last month, and the yeah. hairstylists were telling me that I should dye my hair because he, she's starting to see a lot of white hair. Um Dude, so, yeah, I am still sad right now. <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna do it blonde though. You you gotta do it. You gotta do no. it blonde or pink, no. like K-pop, K-pop style, K-pop style. Uh, what is that group? Uh, BTS, right? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. You gotta do it like BTS. Uh, no it. freaking way. I I don't like it. No, no, that's not my style. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to go to an office. Like, what's stopping you? Dye your hair, well, listeners. If you hair. think Wayne should dye his hair, let us know. Yeah, encourage him. Spam, DMS, spam the Instagram. Yeah, DMS comment. Uh, on our post, if you think I should dye my hair, but most likely I won't. Yeah, and let him um, know what color yeah. too. <laughs> oh yeah, let him know what you color. You should do it. Dude, when you come back to Vancouver, we're gonna go and then we're gonna get you get your hair dyed. Do it. I I actually I'm not I'm not joking. Seriously. I was thinking just just dye my hair black. So boring. I know. No, no, that's too boring. That's too boring. Yeah, live live a little, live a little. Get some color in there. Uh, all right. Okay. We'll right. see. Yeah. So all right. Today I think think you know Wayne we're going to talk about a subject that mm-hmm. we we touched upon back in episode 2 but we're going to deep dive into a, a multi-part series uh and really we want to talk about dating and relationships um mm-hmm. we've why why do we want to do this and i think it's because of one of those topics that mm-hmm. you and i always get asked about in oh, yeah. terms of our friends and family and people we see. I think you and I are both in the age range where um, a lot of friends are either in relationships, they're married. I mean, some we, some people I know are already divorced. Divorced, uh, I was going to say um, that. Yeah. I, yeah. And then myself, yeah. I'm already yeah. I'm married. And when we still have friends who are single and, mm-hmm. and actively dating. And yep. it's kind of one of those things where people are – it's in the forefront of their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we want to talk about not, you know, not, not just saying as like, oh yeah, what you should do on a date, but we want to talk about dating in terms of Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issues that we face, uh, whether it's 
family traditions, family pressure, uh, interracial relationships, which we see often in Western culture uh, because of kind of the amalgamation, the mixing part of immigrants and different different society, different cultures coming together. And I, I, for me, because I've been trying to promote the podcast, and I think I told you about it, Wayne, and mm-hmm. our listeners who may start to see the Asianist podcast tag on on uh, Reddit, is I, I see a lot of questions always being asked about um, people complaining about about the issues of dating as an Asian in in U.S. or in Canada or in other Western countries. And also the way their pre- their parents come at them with uh, with their own mindset and belief, right? And it, it causes conflicts. And we want to talk about some of that stuff. Yep, this is a very interesting topic. Um, like like you just mentioned, uh, even prior to we you know starting this podcast, uh, we've been asked a lot about um, you know dating, uh, even marriage. <laughs> How do you keep the the fire going? Like things like that. Um, I feel like this is something that we can. Definitely talk about. Um, also, bring I guess some of our uh, prior, uh, you know, previous experiences. I think that will probably help our listeners, um, you know, in this podcast uh, episode. So yeah, um, I can't wait to get get started. This is going to be a very fun um, episode. I'm going to be sharing a lot of things, a lot of uh, uh, experiences that will will we'll get the listeners uh, excited. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just want to, as I said before to listeners, we're going to do a multi-part series because uh-uh. dating is not one thing we're going to, tr- we're going to talk, we can resolve yeah. solve or give advice in, in an mm-hmm. hour, hour and a half. There's so many different aspects of it and we don't want to just rush right through. So this is going to be the first, you know, episode. What we want to focus on today is even before you go out dating, like mm-hmm. what are the issues we face as an Asian? What do you? What kind of things you may, may encounter? Um, how to? How you should try to get beyond some of that traditions and some of the stereotypes? And most importantly, how to get out there dating in the right mindset? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. one of the main issues that uh, people face, and Wayne, you and I have done this before. We go on a whole number of dates and they don't work out well. And then you come mm-hmm. home and you're kind of in the dumps, and then you feel like you wasted a weekend <laughs> or you wasted money. We both we've both gone through that, right? Um, and and so we want to take this episode and and talk about why it's also important to have a good mentality and good approach mm-hmm. to dating. Mm-hmm. So Wayne, I guess starting off, uh, in dating culture, in, in at least in, in Asian culture, dating, um, there there's a certain perception of it because tiger parents were often the the main the main discussion and it's not just about uh school or or careers and and following traditions but a lot of times that tiger parenting also comes in uh in terms of dating what kind of perception do you see like with dating in asian culture that people always talk about um just from i think okay for for me i think my parents are pretty open-minded but just from hearing all my friends, uh, you know, they'll, they'll talk about, uh, you know, their parents wouldn't let them date until a certain age. So typically, Uh-oh. parents Tell will me say, about oh, it, man. Like, that, yeah, that's the same thing with me too. That's probably the most common thing that I hear from uh, my friends, my classmates. Um, you know, parents will tell them to 
not date until they go to college. Some even go as far as, you know, forbid them to date until they finish college because they the parents think that, that was that was my parents, man. Oh really? They, they were they would oh, be like, you can't date you can't date in high school, yeah. you can't date university, mm-hmm. and then somehow when you come out, they're just like, all right, off yeah. you go. Yeah, they think dating is a distraction, and then some of them think that dating is a waste of time because it's not like you guys are gonna get married anyway. So why waste time dating someone? Uh, instead, of you, you focus on uh, you know schoolwork. I think uh, that's that's what most of the parents. Was a line that my my, yeah. my dad always told me. Mm-hmm. Um, just focus on getting a good job. Once you get a good job, you you'll find yourself you a wife. Exactly. I always I always find that to be this weird <laughs> like statement. Like I was like, where's the yeah. logic? Mm-hmm. If I, at, at the risk of sounding, you know, like offensive, but mm-hmm. if I get a contract at work and there's a signing bonus, you know, they give you here's your salary, yeah. here's your vacation mm-hmm. days, here's your benefits. Mm-hmm. Nothing in there mentions a wife. There's no signing a bonus for a wife. So how does me yeah. getting a job equate to me getting a girlfriend or a wife, right? <laughs> I no, don't get me wrong. I understand yeah. mm-hmm. that. If you have a good job and then you have financial security mm-hmm. that makes you more attractive, you have the money to go and go on dates and buy things and live within a certain means, but it doesn't necessarily translate to you being able to socialize, which is the big thing, mm-hmm. and, and understanding a partner and knowing how to interact with another person, right? Yeah. There's, there's no textbook for that. For sure. I feel like, you know, if you just focus on your career, your school and your career, um, it works if you're in Asia, because I feel like everyone's doing the same thing. You know, you, 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 you uh, after school, you go to work and then you meet your, you know, uh, significant other, uh, maybe from work and then you get married. But I feel like that doesn't work in the Western culture, because it's like you said, it's all about you need to you need to have social skills, you know, uh, to be able to 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 get a date. Uh, if you if you lack that, then it's it gets uh, it's it's going to be very difficult. That's just how I see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not just that, but even in Asia, let's say, mm-hmm. fine, you you're everyone's in the same boat, even though mm-hmm. some people are better than others on socializing and so on. But let's say you do meet somebody else at work. Well, both of you were told the same things oh uh, don't date don't don't have it don't do anything until you start working so you both come out you have no dating experience you have no idea how to resolve arguments or resolve problems and you both jump into this relationship and then you fight and you you, you yeah. have all these things yeah you both become miserable i i have my like my parents friends so like in their era like way back mm-hmm. some people yeah. like that literally got together no dating experience um, because like their their friends set them up like at work and they're like okay fine mm-hmm. I guess I'll, yeah. I'll just meet somebody I don't want to go bother with anybody else they get yeah. married they have kids and now they're in their sixties and they argue all the time and they're miserable yeah I because know. they had they never learned how to actually prop how to properly interact as a couple uh, as husband and wife or partners. Yeah, so, exactly. I feel like that's um, that's exactly what our parent generations are like. Uh, for the listener who didn't grow up in Asia um, or they didn't, they never heard about stories about how their parents met. This is usually the case. That's that's exactly how my parents met too. They just, you know, I think they they knew each other through a friend of a friend, 
um, they got to, you know they didn't never they didn't spend enough time together and then they just got married right away and then all the problems started to to surface right um, because you don't know how to you don't know like what the other person likes or dislike you know you, you don't never try to understand the other person so that usually you know you don't know how to understand uh, right because yeah. you never had those experience uh, growing exactly. up yeah and that's usually what um, our parents generation are like uh, even my parents even their friends is a lot of the cases are very similar to yeah it's sad yeah but uh, that's uh that's how it is so yeah i think the again back to your question um when you asked about what's the most common perception right so we talk about age the other thing that i that i heard a lot from friends is uh, you know parents will only they only want you to date asians if you're asian then they want you to you know stick to the same race that's usually the case that i i heard a lot from uh, my friends i don't know about you um is it the same Oh yeah, definitely yeah. right. And sometimes they say Asian, but not even just Asian. Like you have to be specifically within your own race. Oh yeah. Oh my God, I hate that. I know some. <laughs> I, I I have I have relatives who go beyond uh -huh. that, and they will oh. say like, okay, if you're from Hong Kong, you uh -huh. can only date someone who's Cantonese or from Hong Kong. It's like anybody wow. who's like north north of a certain region in China. Wow. They're like, oh no, it's not good, or 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 other things. Because yeah. there's all these stereotypes. I always say, okay. And people can can fight me on this, but nobody is more prejudiced or hates another Chinese person than another Chinese person. They all there's all these stereotypes mm -hmm. in all the different regions, mm -hmm. and so sometimes people are always like, "Oh, you have to date or marry somebody from this, but not from that that city or that province because those people are like this." Oh, those even. <laughs> well, no, it's true, and all these stereotypes wow. are, are toxic, yeah. right? Okay. And, and the issue is. That you have parents or your family mm -hmm. or the, the culture says oh, you when you look for someone to date they must have xyz quality mm -hmm. a lot of this stems from old stereotypes mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and watching too many asian dramas i find asian dramas are like the worst culprits for this oh yeah i uh, hate asian dramas sorry sorry for the girls who are listening i know a lot of them love asian dramas i i for one i don't like it because it portrays like you know this is not how we live i, I, I watch them <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I watch them. Like I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. one of them right now. Uh, what's that one on Netflix? Okay. Uh, it's okay not to be okay. It's 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 entertaining. Oh, but okay, I think okay. there is. Yeah. You need to watch it mm -hmm. with the mindset that is entertaining. It's entertaining, but it's yeah. not something you should aspire for. Mm, um, right. You should not expect that in real life that you're going to have all these coincidences that forces mm -hmm. you and a person together. Mm -hmm. Right, that's not how relationships are formed. There is no, I'm gonna slip and I'm gonna fall into the arms of somebody else. Yeah, like a North not Korean soldier. Gonna have a background music to it, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, there was this very um popular drama where there's like a North Korean soldier who fell in love with a South Korean girl. I don't know if like if yeah. someone like watching crash, landed, crash just... landing on you, right? Like she's literally okay, crash landed. But that's the thing. Like <laughs> life is not full of coincidences like that. Yeah. You gotta. Yep make your opportunities exactly but mm -hmm. back to what i was saying is the based on people watching these shows are like oh this person must be this rich or or it must have this and that those or you often hear it right mm -hmm. uh people mm -hmm. will say you ask them like what 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 kind of partner are you looking for they're like oh they must be at least this height um, oh, height. They have to have yes. their own car, but it can't just be any car. It has to be a certain type of car. Uh, they have to have their own place and mm -hmm. and and such like that. 
with the, uh, there's a famous Chinese dating show, and I think there was a it's basically one where all the all the um, contestants are male and they come on stage and there's a whole okay. whole panel of women, single women who okay. are looking for for uh, potential partners, and right. they would basically critique, question, and then figure out oh. if that guy they would they would rate and judge. And I okay. think I remember one episode. There's like there's like a famous quote where there was a girl who was saying, "I rather be I rather be crying or sad in a BMW than be happy on a bike," because the, the perception is like, yeah, well, uh -huh. the perception is true. The, the yeah. guy needs to have a certain amount of money in order for your date. Like they, they've been told that you need to find certain qualities, yeah. and this has been told by either their family growing mm -hmm. up or or from watching TV, yeah. and. It's a powerful stuff, right? It makes you, mm. it shapes you who you are and who you look for. Right. Um, so I find that like in Asian culture, mm -hmm. those kind of things, like especially the, the family telling you, you must date this certain person or this type, th th that is uh, very prominent. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I, have I, you ever had experience of that? Like, I don't, don't know, like where either your family's told you or you were dating someone who they basically try to check checkbox you to see if you make a list. Um, well, first of all, my my family is actually uh, well, my parents are very open minded. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I know they they have a lot of expectation of me. Like, okay, they they tell me that I have to go to certain school, I have to have a degree, I can get a good job, um, but they don't really care who I date. Um, that's good. So, that's good. so honestly, Refreshing. and then they never told me about like, okay, you shouldn't date at, uh, in, you know, uh, at a certain age. Um, like, I, I there's no limitation. I can date basically whenever I want. It's just like I, I'm a, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't date until like when I went to university. So that's the thing. Um, again, like, I don't think my parents have given me a lot of uh, uh, restrictions. Um, but in terms of the Girls that I used to date, um, I guess I have to say I I was pretty lucky. Like uh, I feel like everyone that I dated, they're very, like they genuinely love me for who I am. Um, it's just I, I I screwed up on a lot of things, so this was pretty much I I, I was the one that made a lot of mistakes. Um, but but um, it's learning experience. It's learning experience. That's how I, yeah, that's how you grow I'm as a person. Still that's learning. How you grow. Yeah, I'm still learning uh, from uh, you know my past mistakes, even like the way that I was brought up. Um, so I made, yeah. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> the girls that I used to date are are uh, or I I've dated are are pretty pretty genuine nice. Um, uh, no, no, that's good. That's no good. check boxes. So which is good. I haven't met anyone who is superficial. Oh, also, oh. like let superficial let girls. Tell you a story then. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. Where okay. I actually went out with someone who literally told me her checklist. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I was told, I was the reason why it was so memorable, I, I remember this, was I was told that like there was eight items that her mom was like, oh, if you meet a guy, they must meet these eight items. And she told me that mm -hmm. I met seven out of eight. Oh. And then okay. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's still a pass. I mean, even on Asian numbers, that's still a 90 something percent pass degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, but then I asked her, I was like, okay, well, what's what's the one thing I failed or one thing I didn't pass? And you know what she told me? What? I don't know. <laughs> Basically, it was that she, her mom said the person needed to be older than her. And she was oh, what? older than okay. me by two months, two months or something. Oh, it's only two months. Like, and what I was the like, hell? 
Yeah, so something like that. And I was like, okay, okay sure. I mean, if that's yeah. going to be a problem, it, was, it wasn't. That wasn't yeah. the problem. That wasn't mm -hmm. the problem. It right. didn't end up working. But it, it kind of gave okay. you a, a a glance at the toxic culture of like family mm -hmm. putting yeah. these ridiculous lists on you. I mean, it was good that I met seven out of eight items. But what if there was mm -hmm. a guy who who let's say went on a date with her and he could be perfectly fine. He could be you know upstanding citizen. Uh, have a good job, you know, working hard, loves his family mm -hmm. and volunteers, but then somehow didn't make this checklist. It's not his fault. Right. I mean, she mm -hmm. has this unrealistic checklist, but yeah. this guy may think that like, oh, oh I'm shitty because of this list. But really, like, you, you, you don't go out to date filling someone's list, right? You, you go yeah. to find compatibility. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the checklist thing, I, I never really understood it. I don't know why, why you should, I mean, I guess I was young and dumb. Like I, you know, when I wanted to date girls, I never wanted to have that. I, I thought I was the type of person that, I was a pretty much a hopeless romantic where I, I you know, I met somebody, I, I thought love conquers all. That was my mentality in my, my 20s. Wow. I was like, I don't, I don't care if you, if you, you know, if you're uh, rich or your how your family are, are um, you know, I didn't care about all of that. I just felt like, okay, you know what? If I love you, you love me, then yeah, then we there shouldn't be any problem. But see, that's where I was wrong. Uh, a relationship, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Wayne's not even drinking right now, and he's looking at him just <laughs> waxing poetic. Love conquers no, all. That's some beautiful shit, right? That there. was uh, the see. That was the biggest mistake that I I made. Um, thinking that love should would conquer everything. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's very, I find love is very fragile and it is, and then now I feel like, you know, it's okay to have a checklist. You can be, okay. The checklist can be too ridiculous. Like, okay, you have to have a certain height. You have to be older. Those are, I don't, I don't think those are important. I feel like a checklist can be something like as simple as, you know, do you guys have anything in common? Uh, are you guys compatible? The checklist should be values, right? Yeah, the values should be about values, values. Exactly. It's values a superficial yeah. checklist. Exactly. Yeah. It, you, you get the me. values. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But I, I want to go back to something mm -hmm. you talked about and you're mm -hmm. mentioning about, oh, Asians must date Asians or even oh, we talked yeah. about um, they must date within a certain race. And mm -hmm. I, I find this is, this happens. Um, to be like a um, a headbutting issue between mm -hmm. parents and their kids, mm -hmm. where you have parents like Asian immigrants who who are how do you say that the, they were the first generation mm -hmm. to come over, yeah, so they were the ones that uprooted mm -hmm. their life uh, and and moved over to Canada, U.S., U.K., Australia, various countries. Mm -hmm. So they still retained a lot of their. Um, learnings and traditions that came from back home yeah the, the exactly. motherland shall we yeah. say oh yeah but then the kids that they have are mm -hmm. now the second generation and they grew up here right whether they were born in back back in the motherland but then grew up over in the country that they live in like you know for example us here in canada we you and i grew up uh, exposed to western culture exposed to certain mentality so mm -hmm. That, in a sense, like, you know, you're going to have people who are like, well, I, because I grew up with a lot of white kids around me or I grew up with different multiculture, I'm going to think other people are attractive because I don't just see Chinese people or I just see other Asians. I see yeah. other races. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But then yeah. you have parents who are like, oh, my God, like, my my child must be like me 
or or people back home they have to date a certain person yeah and that i find is like a huge issue i mean sometimes like i can get it like some like i i remember like i have family members i have an aunt they they'll be like oh you must you must marry a white girl uh no no exception and i'll be like well why and it's like well I, I wouldn't know how to yeah. talk to her i wouldn't know how to talk to her if, if she oh, okay. uh, if she doesn't speak like chinese or something right, and i'm right. just like really like that that <laughs> that is your that is your excuse i was like you, you lived here with you ran a business speaking english so all of a sudden you don't know how to speak english because that person is now in a relationship with me like, like get the fuck out of here right like it's it's, it's yeah. ridiculous yeah and it's really your choice i mean this is this is your relationship out there right so they, they just well they never get it. i mean that that that, <laughs> that requires them being able to let go right yeah but yeah for the sure. issue yeah. Of, of interracial relationships whether it's and we and i think us living in canada you mm -hmm. in being in toronto me in vancouver we see this pretty common. I think like cities like New York, LA, uh -huh. uh, the yeah. major cities with large Asian uh, populations, is you see a lot of Asian women and uh, with white guys, uh -huh. which I, you know, I actually have a lot of friends who are in that kind of relationship. Yeah, and, same here. You know, same we're here. Really yeah. good friends. And the thing I see though is there's a some people like give a lot of backlash to it. I I see a lot of I, I see it from both men and women. Mm -hmm. So on the women side, I sometimes I see that they uh, will complain or say that these guys have yellow fever. You know, we I mean, Wong Fu made a video about this like ten plus years ago about the whole concept of yellow fever. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do you remember that? I haven't seen it. I mean, I've well, heard are, of. Are you kidding me? You haven't seen. You haven't, haven't seen, seen Wong Fu yellow fever. See, I, okay, Dude. I'm probably. I'm, I'm not okay. I have to say, you I haven't seen watch that there, after but, this. I haven't okay. seen it. Then. Yeah, that is the claim to fame video. But but you know you know okay. the whole what yellow fever means. I right? know what the term is. Is that I never seen Wong Fu's video about it. But yeah, I I understand the term. It's a it's a very common yeah. term that I see a lot of people are using. Yellow fever. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. Yeah. Basically, and, it's just like it's it's yeah. more like a, a joking term, even yeah. a bit insulting. But it likes to talk about like okay, a, a white person who has, has like a fetish yep. towards someone who's Asian. Um, yeah, yeah. And then people, so we will always say it's like oh yeah, that guy only likes her because of yellow fever and so on. But no, I I think beyond that, there's more to it, right? Like it's not uh -huh. just about yellow fever. Some people do fetishize, but there are people who they grow up together. So they don't, they aren't looking at it as like, oh, you're a different color. It's like, look, they have common interests. They can hang out. They have fun together. Mm -hmm. Great. It, it goes beyond the skin color. So let's not just blanket term that. Mm -hmm. And then I, I've also seen Asian guys who get really upset when they see like a Asian girl dating a white guy. Because okay. they, they <laughs> oh, no, I, I think you and I, we've yeah. always heard that like growing up he'll be like oh mm -hmm. those people are like stealing women oh and mm -hmm. I, I think that's a bizarre thing to, bizarre thing to say yeah, it's weird i i yeah. don't agree with that i don't agree with that right i just think they don't have game um it's not about race uh if, you, if you're able to talk to to okay if you're an asian guy uh if you're if you're sociable you're likable i, I don't see how, why girls don't want to date you this is not about race this is about if you have game or not it's very simple yeah. Well, I'm not gonna try to debate about uh -huh. whether racism or, or stereotypes yeah. are there. Yeah. But the my my main mentality is very simple: uh -huh. is yeah. what is the use 
of getting angry. Yeah. Right. What, yeah. What's the point? Like, are you are you gonna go to those people and try to convince them that they're like, mm-hmm. hey, your your uh, prejudice towards me is not is not correct. So therefore, I'm gonna spend my energy and effort yeah, exactly. arguing with you to uh-huh. make you change your mind to fall in love with me. Like that doesn't work. <laughs> so if you're gonna have the time and energy to do that, you yeah. might as well use it on yourself to become better. Because yeah. I think that's a more worthwhile thing to do. It's like, hey, if other people are looking down on me, I'm mm-hmm. not just going to sit there and get angry. I'm going to make uh-huh. sure that I come out better because then they realize the issue is with them. That's not with me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Me it's wasting a- time to like argue with them mm-hmm. on like internet forums or Reddit or yeah. wherever, that doesn't help. I know. I mean, there's, there are going to be people like that. They're just going to complain and mop. Um, you know, and gonna cry about things. I mean, but when you talk about like, you know, Asian girls or Asian guys, they only want to date uh, the other race. I mean, there are people like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are people. I, I know friends are like that, but that doesn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, I've got friends who Whatever literally said happy, like, right? I, I don't want to date Asians. Like, Asian, yeah, some, Asians some people said that. I don't uh, want to date I have, Asians. I have a few uh, friends, um, girlfriends. They they only date yeah. uh, white guys, and I'm like, okay, whatever makes you happy, right? That doesn't that doesn't that's not not my problem. That's my not my issue. Um, go yes, for it. Exactly. Like, whatever makes you happy, right? Who cares? Just work on yourself, and just I mean, if you want to date other girl, go go for it. I don't know, like don't need to don't need to cry about it, right? It's weird. I, I don't know, understand why people are doing that, but I I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and there are gonna be a lot of people on, especially on Reddit. Uh, or at any other forums, they're going to cry about it. They're going to complain. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Go, go find some other do, chips, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but but that's one of the perceptions we see in mm-hmm. in dating culture right now, yeah. right? Where Asians are involved is, oh, mm-hmm. if you see a a white uh, Asian girl with a white guy, there's yellow fever involved. Mm-hmm. If it's the rare, the more rare cases of seeing an Asian guy with a white girl, somehow it's like this, like uh, really unicorn magical relationship. Or some people would say, "Oh, it's only because the guy has money." It's like mm-hmm. the, the the perceptions are so negative and toxic. It's like, hey, yeah, two people got together because they yeah. fell in love and they have mm-hmm. common interests. Yeah, they probably get together and and make a better couple than mm-hmm. Asians together. Yeah, right. True. Very true. Yours, yours, the color of your skin doesn't automatically make you compatible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, some people maybe they, they fall in love. Um, you know, uh, this maybe like the, the interracial relationship um, requires love. Something could be about money, but again, it doesn't really matter. Whatever <laughs> I mean, makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, we like, talked about this in episode yeah. two, right? You could be yeah, sugar, you a sugar. Sugar daddy, sugar baby, whatever yep. relationship, as long as you mm-hmm. both know where you're getting yourself into, yep. that's all that matters. For sure. Oh, yeah. So so yep. another aspect of the dating perception that people think about Asians in general is, and I've seen it with like actually co-workers and people I know, is arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. Arranged marriage, I think it happens a lot in our parents' generation, but even yep. to this day, it, it still happens. Like I remember when I used to work in Calgary, and mm-hmm. I have this like coworker who's from like Sri Lanka, and he would wow. he would be like, oh yeah, I'm going home to see family because I haven't been back in for in Asia right. years. So they go mm-hmm. off like a month, which is fine. Then they come back, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh yeah, how was vacation? He's like, oh yeah, it was good. I went back to see family. I got married. It was like, wait, what? It's like where? How? <laughs> it's like wait, how how old was your coworker? I, I thought you lived. 
How old is he? Maybe is like he? 30. Well, back then, because it was a couple of years ago. So he was in his okay, early okay. 30s back then. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, okay. It, it was just very sudden because I was like, I know you came here by yourself. I was like, so right. where, where's this wife come from? I've never heard you talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. And so they would, it was this thing like it was like a running joke where people would go to Asia, they would go on vacation, and then they would come back married. So I remember one year, wow. like I went, I went back to, I went back to Hong Kong or something, and mm-hmm. then I joked about I was gonna get married, and people spread mm-hmm. that shit around the office. Oh so, my goodness! Like, there is a perception. Yeah, there, yeah. there is a, a stereotype of that, right? Right. Wait. So, so did your coworker bring the the wife back to Canada, uh, to Calgary, or yeah, they, they, yeah, oh, yeah, they, they actually happened? They came back and they said, no, oh they got a wife. God. Shit. Yeah, so we're like, is that is that a vacation <laughs> bundle? Like, where where did that come yeah. from, right? So, okay. But okay. arranged marriage still happens to this day and age, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it yeah. Uh, funny thing is that um, I it actually happened to me, uh, personally. Uh, what? I don't think what I. Did, yeah. Happened to you? Well, it happened to me when I was in um in college. Um, <laughs> it was a funny story. Okay, I want to. Okay, again, long story short. Story like no 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 story time story time we're gonna hear no, Wayne like, talk about this but, but basically when you talk about like your coworker went back to Asia, the same thing happened to me when I went back to to Taiwan to visit my my uh, uh, my grandparents and my 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 dad. Um, I think I was still in university. Um, yeah, and I didn't have well yeah I actually had a girlfriend back then and but I went back alone. And then, and then my my grandpa oh, was sorry, like, okay, your, your girlfriend, your girlfriend was here. In yeah, Canada. was in Vancouver. Yeah, so okay. yeah, but I went back right. to Taiwan alone. Um, you know, okay. I was in my twenties. I wasn't married, and my grand my grandpa was like, okay, you know what? It's time for you to get married. You're in your twenties now. You're getting old. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he does that thing. You're like, I'm in early twenties. I'm not late. Yeah, 20s. I know. Early, yeah. well, because my my grandma got married when he was what seventeen. <laughs> He's like, okay, now yeah. you're twenty. Well, that's something different. It's different, right? Right, yeah. and then he was like, "Okay, um, I'm gonna tell your dad to find you a girl." Um, so I grew up in a, a military family. Uh, so my grandpa was a soldier, um, you know, uh, from China um, that came to Taiwan yeah. after the war. Uh, my dad was in the military too. Um, he was a pilot. So basically, you know, in the military uh, family, there's, you know, he found me. He matched with me with some girls. Uh, they're basically daughters of of his uh, colleagues. So they're all like pilots. Other so soldiers, like, like so, yeah, military other pilots. Yeah, so yeah, so I met out with a few um, their daughters. We went out. I was so young. I was like, what do I do? Like I, I, and then I, I already had a girlfriend. And I told my dad. My dad was like, oh, you know what? It's just a girlfriend. It's not like you're married, so you're you're, you're okay to see other girls. It's not like you're married. It's not like you're in a serious relationship. Yeah, but I was look, in a look serious at all these women. I was in a serious relationship, and then he was like, "Okay, you know what? You're not married. There's not no law saying that you can't see other girls." So I did. I went. Okay, I went. Okay, I didn't tell my girlfriend. Oh, she will flip out. Uh, I guess it's okay now, right? But, um, anyways, so I yeah, yeah, actually, your limitation has passed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got scared because I went out with a few, um, well, not a lot, like two or three girls, and and then I was just like, okay, I was not ready to get married. Um, so after that, I just I went back to Canada, and then I, I um, but wait, 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 wait. What was that? Ex- what was that experience like? Like, to oh, did your parents just be like, "Hey, yeah, uh, our family is gonna meet up with this family at a yeah. at a 
Chinese restaurant. We're gonna have dinner together. Like that's what I see in the TV shows, right? Oh no, like no, that. no! It's just the two of us, just me and the girl. Uh, the families are not. Uh, they didn't tag along. That would be oh, weird. Oh thank God, because that, that yeah. I mean, it's already bad enough to do an arranged marriage. Yeah, but, like, no, we just went for like bubble tea. Like those are casual, um, you know, dates. Oh you know, bubble tea, like super sh- casual. Okay. Sushi or or uh, night market. You know, those kind of things. Like okay, I don't know. I didn't. I don't feel anything because. It's it's so forced. I, I find this really really weird. Like I don't get arranged marriage, because I think, and in, in, in our minds we knew that we knew what we're up to. Like okay, so this is actually about getting to know each other. Maybe the next the next few days we're gonna get married. I'm like fuck that. No. Yeah. So yeah, the experience was not pleasant for me at least. Um, and then all again, and then all those girls they grew up in Taiwan. So was the girl we were kind of different? Uh, she was. Um, yeah, she was receptive. Was she receptive? Yeah, she was. She was receptive. Uh, uh, she wanted to to go on more dates, um, and um, I I didn't want to, so I only met up with like, one. Like she wasn't like you, like as in like she wasn't already, she wasn't. How do I say it? Like, she, she wanted, she was ready to to be in an arranged marriage. Whereas I think you were like, so. fuck no, I don't want. No, to I think so. You Again, think so? like we have we have different. Uh, we grew up differently. Like I, I grew up in Canada. They grew up in Taiwan. So our our values and uh, interests and everything are very different. So I didn't see us, you know, uh, getting married. That's not gonna happen for sure. So yeah. So honestly, after the dates, uh, my my first dates with with the three girls, I just like I went back to Canada. I fled back. Damn, to this Canada. is like this is like the Bachelor, right? It's yeah. like a, you know, Bachelor yeah. number one, number two, number three. I know. Yeah. And then yeah. And then uh, and then to finish off the story, so I went back, <laughs> like the Bachelor. But I, I wrote an email to my my dad. We, I think back then we don't, we never talk on the phone. Well, back then we didn't have like um, WhatsApp or whatever, right? So we 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 exchanged emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be That's a, how I talked to my the time. Yeah, so we exchanged emails. So I wrote an, an email to my dad. It was kind of, I was kind of upset. I'm like, I don't want to do this again. This is stupid. Um, so yeah. that was my my only experience uh, in an arranged marriage. Thank God it didn't happen. Um, and that was my story. It was not pleasant. It was weird as fuck. And I don't think I'll ever go through that again. Um, yeah, so and you certainly won't put kids through that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. See, I'm just telling you for the first time too. I never told anyone about this. It's so yeah, weird. you had the church story. <laughs> I mean, like where you basically Don't got baptized with so it, and then now you got arranged marriage. It seems yeah. like there's some crazy shit that happens every time you go back to Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. But, um, man. No, like, did you did you guys have that? Uh, what's that? What's that dish? Um, the yin yang fried rice. I think that's more a Cantonese dish. Uh, we don't have that in Taiwan. Okay. Well, because in Cantonese, the the, the joke is that because yin and yang, right? Like the matching yeah. uh, of of the two, mm-hmm. is that if you go on arranged marriage, like when you do the whole initial meet and greet, you always mm-hmm. order that dish. And oh, like okay. when you have you know. family and you yeah. order that, you order the fried rice. It's, it's symbolism, right? Okay. So the reason I, I know this, I know this is because my grandmother yeah. on my mom's side, mm-hmm. she met my grandfather through this like arranged marriage kind of thing mm-hmm. and she hated she hated the whole arranged marriage thing she was one yeah. of those like that that basically did not work yeah. and she associates that dish with the unpleasant experience of, of <laughs> going through this process of arranging so growing yeah. up as a kid i i love this dish because it's like a sweet and like you know savory dish of like a fried rice like why wouldn't any any kid like it right and the colors and, and everything it's different and yeah. my grandmother would hate it. She would flip out every time I said I want to order a dish. And I wouldn't I wouldn't know why. I was like, to me, 
as as like a four or five year old, I'll be like, I just yeah. really want like a a really sweet and savory, sticky like like rice dish. To her, yeah. it was like bringing back the past traumas. All the traumas, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I I ordered the dish before, um, in a Cantonese restaurant. I I ordered. I didn't know it was a uh, you know has something to do with arranged marriage or or marriage in general. That's yeah, let, let me look it up. But like there there is there is a search. Tradition to it because mm -hmm. I mean if you think about like that dish compared to like all these other like Cantonese or Chinese dish it, it's very different it's very it's um, very different yeah the, the presentation the ingredients so yeah there's a symbolism definitely involved in that dish um, okay but yeah I like so there that, you right? know we're teaching, yeah. we're teaching Asian history to our listeners too right yeah. you're getting you're getting two for one special today in addition to talk <laughs> about dating. Yeah. Um, and then on the, I think you know one last thing we also want to talk about in terms of the perception of, of dating in Asian culture is, uh -huh. and I think this is more like sometimes an internal one. You hear a lot with with family and friends. You 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 see a lot in TV shows where you're told that dating isn't about finding love. It's about just matching up like like social status or or for yep. connection or networking, right? Uh -huh. Like two yeah. two rich families come together. Doesn't uh -huh. matter if you guys like each other. It's uh -huh. it's for the 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 betterment of the community or the or the biz, the organizations involved, right? It's the once again it's the whole we versus I, where you're doing this because you you're you're not you're sacrificing yourself for in order for the family to prosper. And I think we and that's the kind of stuff you see in like or like like Crazy Rich Asians and and all those other uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, yeah. that's the whole premise of that story, right? Where I, they're I like the it. rich yeah. guy is. Well, I know. Yeah, she's she, like she she comes from a different class or, or status. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So it's not about love. We've got to match yeah. you in the right class level. I know. Like I guess for this, I can't really relate because it never happened to me. It's not like my family are you know super rich, so I never had to go through that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I think both of our families, yeah, or yeah, or not in the level. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen like I, some of my friends that I grew up with, they're super rich. And and naturally, um, the, um, like their parents will set them up with um, other uh, people who are also came also came from a rich family. So it's common. I've seen that. And like you said, crazy rich Asians a perfect example of, you know, um, love doesn't really mean anything. It's all about uh, bringing honor or or uh, prosperity to the families, right? So that's like yeah. the the true Asian. <laughs> mentality if you will yeah, yeah. well it, it's yeah. just a different as it's just a different yeah. aspect of arranged marriage in a sense right yeah. where like okay it's not about love we just want you guys together but it's almost like a like, like a business deal like a transaction aspect business deal. And it's, that's a that's a good way to put it business deal yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and i and i have also you know and mm -hmm. like you said just like me my family did not growing up rich or anything just kind of standard middle class but mm -hmm. I, I do have friends or I have acquaintances I know they're, they're Indian family and right. I'm not familiar with the system, but I understand they also have a caste system, which yeah. if you yeah, come true. from a certain caste, you can't mm -hmm. marry above your caste or like, other other groups or other communities. Mm -hmm. right. And it's, it's, it's like a very um, serious and, and tradition that's taken, uh, people take it to heart to the point where even if you immigrate like to Canada some uh -huh. people still hold on to it I think in general like if you move here and then the people the younger crowds would be like you know I don't care about that kind of stuff but yeah. 
there are some who still try to hold on to those traditions and based mm-hmm. on your because la- it's based on your name. So your last name, like that dictates who you are. And I, I know people who would be like, I'm a doctor and I still get discriminated upon because of my name because we're like came like like the the yeah. the the past the horrors of back home mm-hmm. follows them all the way across the ocean to canada it, it's yeah bizarre. No, totally it's remember we actually learned this together i don't know if you remember remember we watched that um episode of indian um matchmaking oh yeah remember that I, show yeah, indian matchmaking. i was at your that's house exactly like we're watching the first episode yeah. that's how we learned about the last names and i i had no idea yeah, that's yeah. what the, the matchmaker was saying right so yeah yeah one thing I'm going to criticize about that show is, oh, okay. first of all, it's very toxic. Um, the way they portray, like, I, I don't need to go in a deep dive into it. You uh-huh. can find enough articles so actually, uh, about so it. So you finish? But, uh, the, did you finish the show? By the way, I, I finished the whole season, oh, and I okay. after I watched the show, right. I hated oh, I it. I found okay. it it was so toxic. It was it was ridiculous. The the, okay. the way they portray the yeah. characters, everyone was so like entitled and snobbish. Mm. I, I didn't like that. But, okay. it, but that's what I mean. It presented like a very um, niche, um, slanted view of like Indians and matchmaking. I don't like that. Uh, I think there's more to it. Like from the, my, the way I've seen like my friends and colleagues, there's much yeah. more. Like there are people who believe in love and, and, and much more open to it. That is a very like elitist class system, like uh, only of like select individuals. You can tell from mm-hmm. the show that most of those people were all pretty well off in order to yeah. be a like, part of that show. Right. Um, so it's very select few out of a population mm-hmm. of like, you know, how many, uh, a billion people, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to get too much more into that, but it's it basically the, the whole system is in my sense, uh, as I view it from a, as an outsider perspective, because I'm not Indian is, mm-hmm has a lot of flaws uh whereas but also in a sense chinese culture also has yeah. something very similar of too course. right very people similar. can trace lineage yeah. back to certain villages and, mm-hmm. and certain families and if yeah. you don't come from those you are told you're not good enough mm-hmm. i, I haven't experienced that here <laughs> yeah well i haven't experienced yeah. that here but i have friends that live in hong kong and yeah. they would turn individuals who come from you know wealthy families and those other families would reject them from being together. Wow. Right. That's the issue. That's the issue. Yeah, right? I guess. So, yeah, yeah we, we focused a lot, you know, talking about, mm-hmm. okay, the, the, the perceptions of, of dating and Asian culture, our own experiences on it. So, like, Wayne, how, how can we get past this? How can, like, Asians get past this shit, right? I think regardless of where you are, from in Asia, what, what type of like race you are, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Indian, Thai, wherever you're from, you have these toxic traditions and stereotypes mm-hmm. that, that follow right. you. Even even if you leave like the your homeland, how mm-hmm. how do we get past that? You know, it's it's very difficult if you are if you're the type of person that's very uh, let's say obedient. You know, because you know, growing up in an Asian family, we're taught to be obedient to your 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 parents, right? Yeah, to, absolutely. To, to authority in general. So it depends on if you can you're able to value. Okay, is your family more important than you, or do you think that you are your happiness is more important than um than what your family's expectations of you? There's two different things. So you just have to determine. It's it's a it's honestly the whole we like, versus I thing. Exactly. This is something that it cannot be taught. I don't believe it can be taught. It's about 
uh, you know, because I, I, for example, I, bro I, I broke through that too, right? Because I was taught to, to listen. You know, I even went to that the the arranged marriage because my my grandpa told me to to do it, so I did it, right? Yeah. But if I if I were able to realize that, you know what, I don't need that shit. I don't because I I know. But you did though. Better. You you, you walked yeah, that away was like, from it, right? Yeah. So so now I now I know better. Like like when I, when I was in college, I was very like very naive. I was okay. I need to listen to my grandpa. He told me to go on dates with these girls to get married. I will do it. Just I don't want to. I don't want to. You know make him lose face disrespect the elders exactly yeah, lose face so disrespect the elders yeah but if you tell me now let's say if i if it was me now if my grandma tell me to do it i probably i'm just going to reject because i know yeah. my self-worth i know what i want i know what i'm looking for i i'm i'm against uh you know arranged marriage that's something that i don't believe in like i rather because I, I do believe that finding the right person it takes a lot of time and effort to you need first of all you need, you need to get to know this person um you know you need to make, make sure that you have the similar um uh you know values and interests versus you know there's also, there's also this thing about chemistry versus compatibility you want to make sure that you two are compatible and it is i feel like that's something that i, I want to look for in a in, in a relationship or, or marriage yeah right so absolutely yeah. i i 100% agree right and you mentioned yeah. some good things right like mm -hmm. Knowing your self worth, self worth, like knowing your worth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sometimes, like your, your self worth, and I to carry on from that is establishing your own foundation, like building mm -hmm. on yourself, like like having a good foundation of, in a sense, your career, your health, your looks, mm -hmm. like all, all the things yeah. that make you as a person attractive. I mean, it sounds simple, right. but mm -hmm. if you if you are on the path to establishing that, so you have a job you're making money and you're getting promotion or you're oh, you're on yeah. track to mm -hmm. have a, uh, go go up in that career stream mm -hmm. or you're, you're you're saving money you start buying your own place like yeah. all those little actions build up so mm -hmm. if you don't have your shit together how can you get others to listen to you and i, I get yeah. it so if you're like if you're a student one because one of the biggest complaints I see people they say or they ask advice for it they're like I'm 17 at home and I have to listen to my parents I'm Ooh. I'm sorry to say it sucks we've been through that right you you're going to have to go through that struggle there's a reason mm -hmm. why like you're still a kid at a certain age you have yeah. to listen you you're under their household it's right. about communication yeah. when you get older when the stakes are higher have your shit together mm -hmm. and people can't question you. Right. Yep. Like, I mean, now if my parents just say something, I'd be like, look, I'm a grown ass adult. Right. So like, well, I'm not just going to take what you say at face value. I'm the yeah. one who's working in the, in the job market and you're both, you, you know, my parents are both retired at home. So uh -huh. if they try to tell me what the job market is like, or what engineering is like, I'm going to question them because I'm the one working, not them. How would yeah. they know more than me? Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's those kind of things. It's like, you, you need to be able to, convince your parents that you're an adult that can make your own decisions yeah right so it, yeah. it goes beyond finding love but we're going to focus on relationships so if you show your parents that you have your shit together in life and they start telling you it's like oh you need to date a certain person you throw it back at them it's like no i i know who i'm looking for because mm -hmm. i'm yeah. working i'm doing all these i've exposed myself to what people are i'm the one dating i know what's out there yeah i i i can confidently make my own judgment mm -hmm. how can they question you
right? Yeah. And totally. even if they fight back, then you would at least have the confidence to stand up for yourself. Yep. So it all goes back to. It's not easy. It's yeah. Yeah, it goes back to like uh, you have to believe in yourself, right? Like you, all you talk, yeah, you know, when you mentioned uh, self worth, get your shit together. That's important. Um, if you value yourself more than what your parents expect of you, like then you're able to have the courage, courage to communicate. Honestly, it, I can already see that it's it's, it's going to take a lot of convincing, for them to understand your point of view because they will never get it. They're you know we 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 have a generation gap where they don't understand how things work. Uh, in today's society, right? They think, yeah. even like, that's my story. It's, it's like, very my, hard my, to have progressive exactly. parents. They, they don't, they don't understand, like, my grandpa's would be like, okay, you're 20, you should get married. But that doesn't work in today's world. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. all about, even you know, if you're willing to do, do it, together. good luck trying to find a girl who's willing to just get married with you at 20. Yeah. It Not a lot happen. of people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it. Self-worth. You gotta, you gotta get your shit together. You gotta know uh, what you're, what you're doing. Then you'll be able to come, I guess, communicate. Communication is also very important. You don't want to like burn the bridges with your, your parents. You yeah. still want to be respectful, but at the same like, time, let them know yeah. that you exactly. put thought into it, right? You're not yeah. just dating out of stupidity to spite yeah. them. You're not dating someone who's a total asshole just to be a rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but going back, like you know, you and I say, okay, get your shit together. But it's not as easy as a sound, of course. I think you and I, yeah. like we said, we're both in our early 30s. We've worked a whole number of years to get mm-hmm. to where we are. And along the way, we had to get our shit together. We yeah. had to work hard uh, yep. you know, for work, put in, a lot, put in the hours, put in the time. We've uh-huh. had bad, we had relationships that didn't work. We had relationships yeah. that didn't work. So mm-hmm. like, we learned through them, right? So for listeners who maybe, let's say, younger or haven't had that, it, it sounds callous to say, just get your shit together. It's not that mm-hmm. easy, but it's not. show you have a plan. Show mm-hmm. like, just like how when you're going on a date with someone that you don't need to necessarily have everything like at once. You don't need to just be like, oh, I, I'm at 25 and already have like four four mansions and 10 Lamborghinis. Like, no, but <laughs> you got to show. Well, yeah, no, it's true because like some people may think it's like, oh yeah, I, I have to have certain things because mm-hmm. in order to date or whatever. No, you need to show that you have a plan and that you're on plan or that at least you have a good idea of what you want to do. People, yeah. whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's your parents, they will respect someone who can have a clear vision of where they want to pursue. You may not mm-hmm. know the exact everything that happens along that path, but you're but you can confidently be like, hey, I'm going to go that way because that is yeah. where I think. Mm-hmm. Is going to be best for my life and what I'm trying yeah. to do now. Yeah. If you oh, can yeah. show that, then your parents would be more inclined to listen to you if you say, "Hey, no, this the person that you want me to date or you want to set me up with some auntie's daughter, that is not the person that is good for me because I am either mm-hmm. focused on a certain path and career or wherever, or hey, I'm still out there trying to learn. Like you, what, yes. if you can have that. Community, communication with your family with your parents it helps a long way of breaking away from some of those toxic traditions totally and then yeah you're absolutely right and then um like you said you you know you peel yourself up you know you prepare for is also another thing i i I look at it is that it's not about also convincing your your parents 
uh, about like what you want to do for your with with, the, with your life. It's you know if you prepare yourself well enough, it's also uh, beneficial for your relationships too. Because if you get your shit together, you know what you're doing. You feel good about yourself. Uh, if you and then because if you, if you if you do everything right, you love you know you know in terms of career, you're doing it right. You know you're you're working hard for, towards it. Then in, in return, you, you're gonna love yourself more. And once you love yourself more, and when you get into relationships, it's gonna be so much healthier, right? That it, it goes two ways. It's not about just come. Yeah, absolutely, parents, right? It's it's like if you're yeah. if you're happy, mm-hmm. then you 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 do things yeah. better. When you do yeah. things better, people yeah. are more inclined to trust you and let you do your yeah. thing, and then it ends. You'll become even happier. It's like it's like this cycle, right? I mean, yeah. on the other hand, it, mm-hmm. if you're negative. Then it gets it's like a vicious downhill. It never yeah. gets better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm talking. I think yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah, I'm talking from my experience because, like, also you mentioned a very good point about, you know, everyone has different paths. Everyone, uh, the timing is different for everybody. Some people maybe they won't get a house or start a family until they're 40, right? It's it's not a race. Like I'm talking from experience because when I was in my 20s, I didn't do a lot of like I I did great in my jobs, but I didn't I didn't really um, learn to control my emotions or my anger, you know, all that shit. So my relationship was all failed because I didn't build myself up. I wasn't ready for it, right? So it's you know if you if you do if you, if you spend more time on yourself, you know, building your career, building your uh, uh, self worth. That's like self worth we talked about earlier. That's very important then your relationship is going to blossom if you work on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's a great point because mm-hmm. you're, you made the realization Yeah. what is important. You, you have that ability to self-reflect. And that's because a lot of people don't have that, right? Um, and that kind of actually leads me to my next point. I said it's like, mm-hmm. stop blaming other people for yeah. your own issues. Exactly. Because exactly. No one's perfect, so no. there mm-hmm. are issues outside of your control. And we we talked about that, right? Like the mm-hmm. some uh, the perceptions towards Asians and dating. So there could be some racism. There could be stereotypes. There are like we said, we we know people who said like, look, I just as, as an Asian girl, they don't want to date an Asian guy, yeah. or yeah. they have. There's some Asian guys who will be very picky and says, oh, I don't want a girl like this or that. Mm-hmm. Hey. That's their issue. You can't. There's yeah. no point in you trying to <laughs> go to them and say they're wrong. Well, of, of, obviously they're wrong, right? Yeah. Of of having that perception. But what does it do? Are you gonna try to convince them that they're wrong and then like, fuck that? Like for <laughs> for that effort, go and focus on the things you can control, right? Yeah. And like exactly. you said, like like learning yourself, like mm-hmm. um, you know, your own behavior, understanding mm-hmm. your own behavior, um, yeah. changing your outlook. Um, mm-hmm. You know, improving your appearance. Those mm-hmm. are things you can improve on. Your own yeah. education, your learning. Those are the things that you can actually do something about. You can't mm-hmm. control someone else's thinking. Exactly. Yeah. So put your effort only on the things that you can control, not yep. other people. Preach. It's always easier. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. No, yeah. Because I, I think it's always easier to blame someone else for your problems than yeah. rather confront your own issue, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. why we see a lot of problems today. People blame somebody else they say oh it's my kid is acting up because this uh the school is not doing a good job or the teacher is not doing a good job or or the other kids mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, class yeah. are picking on them no you could potentially have a really shitty kid right and we, we touched on this <laughs> yeah, in, in episode two right okay, where yeah. 
you could you could if you are if you go on a uh, you know a hundred or a thousand dates and mm-hmm. they all, all turned out bad, don't tell me that everybody out there is bad. Oh my Look god! Into yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. You're you're the one who's going on all these dates. You're the only common denominator. So control mm-hmm. what you can in those a hundred dates, which is yeah. yourself. Yeah. You can't control how those other people are when you show up and meet them. Yes, totally. This is a the type of mentality that I see a lot. Um, you just mentioned, like even like a few friends, you know, they we call them the serial daters because they go on serial dates all like like at least two or three dates a day. Um, that's what they do. Like they just like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm I'm vibing with this person because he did this and he did that. I'm like, but there's no not enough self reflection. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, why don't you take a look, good look at yourself? Yeah. I do you think you're perfect? Why do you always yeah. blame someone else? Right? Yeah, maybe maybe instead of date, booking your dates back to back, it's like yeah. maybe you should go on one, have the time to think about what actually happened on that date, yeah. and then go on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. Call me yeah. old fashioned. Call me old fashioned that way, but I don't need to book my dates like I book meetings at work, right? I don't need to back to back to back. <laughs> Some people actually do that. It's it's hilarious. It, but, it's, uh, okay. It's I I get I get drained from having like three yeah. or four consecutive meetings in a row with clients, let alone trying Same. to go on dates and try to impress somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. That's, that's, but but yeah. I I think I think the main thing is like what I'm saying is like there are things you can't control. Mm-hmm. The other people you can't control mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And if people don't like you for reasons beyond your control, mm-hmm. or that is actually not your problem. Like if they have yeah. perceptions of things and they don't like you for it. Well, you can't, unless it's something that is an issue that you can change. If it's uh-huh. if it's a perception issue that they have on a stereotype or or in the culture, that's not on you to go change it, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm for just, sure. It is a way bigger of a task than you can do. Mm-hmm. So just be like, fuck, fuck them, move on. Like, so yeah. just tell, hey, nice to meet you, fuck off, keep going. <laughs> Don't get angry. Yeah, but like, get even by being better. Like. Yeah. improve yourself like, that's the mentality like we want that's a that's an important mentality for yeah. sure super important mentality yeah. we, we want our we want our yeah. listeners to have that correct mentality yeah when they start going online or when they start meeting people like from when you're yeah. swiping you know on tinder or you're going on a date like you have to have the right mentality mm-hmm. otherwise like if you go in there really negative you're going to blame the other person for all the issues none of those dates will work out you'll never be happy yeah good point those, those are i was gonna say that but um you you said it for me um you can't you can't consider it any better so yeah um and another thing is be think about like i don't know if anyone watching nba i, I just i just thought of one thing um like lebron james you know after he won that championship is like the I other need goat, my the other goat. we talked about jordan a lot but we're going to talk about the other goat yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's not a he's not a goat. He's far from a goat. But anyway, he's just like, you know, if you want a championship and then he's like, I, I want my respect. I think I'm the best. It's like then you know this person's super insecure, right? So I feel like I feel like okay, when, let's say winning championship is like dating. I feel like they they he's doing it just because he wants respect. He wants he wants people to love him. But that's not how you should you know that shouldn't be the mentality when you go in dating. You should be dating because you want to you want to find love like like Jordan. Jordan goes into play. He he <laughs> wants to win championship. That's all he cares for. He doesn't care who. What do you think of him? He doesn't give a fuck, right? But LeBron's that insecure little dude. Be like, oh, I need people to love me. Please love me. Look at my dance on Instagram. Please love me. Like I hate that mentality. This goes 
to dating as well. Like, who cares? Like, I, I love your sports analogy. Your sports yeah. analogy. I'm a big sports to, fan. Uh, our topics a, are, are, yeah. are great. I hope our <laughs> listeners will, will get that. We'll get the references and understand the people that we're comparing yeah. to. Because it's people important. can sense it, right? Like, if, you're, yeah. if you come out with, a, with being, ne- being fake, a fake personality, yeah. or you're not positive, people can sense your negativity. It, it, it shows right away in your it profile, shows. like your pictures, yeah. right? If you're a mm-hmm. negative person, you're gonna have these like moody, shittier photos. You're not gonna be mm-hmm. happy. You're not gonna smile at them. Your smile's not genuine. Your, the texts that you send, you're going to have, you know, you're gonna sound passive aggressive because you're so mm-hmm. negative. You may not realize people it. people are like that. But yeah, it, some people are actually out. like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Or even in person when you meet them and you sound like a asshole, well, guess oh, what? Yeah. It's because you're negative. Mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of what, like, um, if you go on Facebook, there's some like, I, can, I think there's a, like a lot of uh, groups or, or, or web pages where they share screenshots of uh, uh, girls uh, talking to some guys. When the guys get rejected, they start being super aggressive and offensive to the girls. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, if you get rejected, that's fine. Move on because it will happen in life. Doesn't matter if it's dating or whatever rejection it's it will happen and some people oh, yeah, take it very, absolutely. very very personally it's it's uh I, i've got i've got rejected many times i would say <laughs> that right now right yeah. i you and i have both have experienced it whether it's like you know talk trying to talk to somebody in person or yeah. online mm-hmm. you get left on red yeah. you, you are going to face rejection oh, while dating oh yeah it, it's yeah. sometimes it's not your control the other person may be thinking of certain things you mm-hmm. just got to do what you can Right. Mm-hmm. If you let every single rejection get to you, you're gonna mope, and then you're gonna miss out when the actual opportunities come out in front of you because you're gonna be so yeah. negative. Yeah, I feel like everything goes back to how you see yourself. How do you feel about how, how your self worth is super important. Self esteem. This is something that we really have to work on. If if you're not ready, if you don't think that you are worthy of, a, let's say you're you're a guy, you want to date someone who's super pretty, you think she's out, way out of your league, but I don't. I don't believe in that. I feel like you know, um, you can get all the, all the girls that you want as long as you believe in yourself. Uh, if you get your shit together, that's another thing, right? If you you know, then why not? Uh, don't be afraid of uh, rejection because yeah. that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen for sure. Yeah, and, and same thing to our like our female listeners, right? Like we don't want to. Yeah. As guys, I think we focus on our experience as guys, yeah. but. I guess female, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you got to have the confidence too because yeah, you go and have guys who approach you mm-hmm. uh, and it can be scary, it can be intimidating because they may yeah. come up out of nowhere. You got to be prepared mm-hmm. for that situation. You know, say yes yeah. or say no. Be willing to say no even uh, if it makes things awkward. Yeah. But also, like, hey, you can also be the one to approach, right? Have that confidence. Like, if you like the person and you think that like, you don't want to miss the opportunity, go and approach. Fuck what other people think. And then if the guy is so unconfident, like, or if he's so, like, mm-hmm. lacks self-esteem that he's being approached, like, fuck yeah. them, right? So the mentality is, is such an important yes. thing. For yeah. sure. So yeah. I, I think I think the last thing that we want to, rem- uh, I guess, a- a advice impart on our listener before we go into this multi-part series talking about um, the different aspects of dating is, is to remind yourself that basically... You know, the, from the moment you decided, hey, I'm gonna get, gonna start actively looking for for a partner, is remind yourself that dating is not a chore. It's not an errand to check off in a in a list. Like it's not mm-hmm. a checkbox in life. Yeah. Being like, yeah. okay, I, I I did this, I'm done, I move on. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. part of like 
learning of uh-huh. your, your person, right? Yeah. You, you get a lot of experience out of it in in, in human relationships and interactions. Uh-huh. It yeah. changes you as a person. It can turn you into a better person or worse. As we as we uh-huh. saw what Wayne was saying, it, it, all the relationships have turned him into a better person because he understands better how to deal with feelings and and relationships. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. like you know, you're you're putting in time, money, and energy. Uh-huh. Like have fun. Yeah. You know, it should be fun. dating. Should be fun. It yeah. shouldn't be something you drag your heels to go do. Yeah, yeah. Well said. And you're gonna encounter a lot of. Uh, there's gonna be failed relationships along the way. Um, nothing's gonna be smooth. Um, you know. So, I mean, you you have to learn from it. Uh, these are a perfect opportunity for you to learn and get to know more about yourself. Some something that I uh, also again from experience. Um, I learn more about myself from the failures of, uh, you know, or rejections or, or a lot of things, right? So it's all a journey. Life is a journey. Uh, it's going to be, a, there's going to be ups and downs, um, but you just, you got to have to enjoy it. And I feel like I'm, I'm actually more enjoying life now than compared to my twenties. Cause in my twenties, I'm, you know, I'm full of ego. I, I, I wanted to win everything. I wanted to. Uh, make sure that all the girls like me. I hated rejection. I got rejected and I got pissed. Why? Well, I, I didn't. I wasn't being aggressive, but I, I was pissed inside, right? I'm like, okay, fuck. You rejected me. I'm just gonna like go talk to someone else. I see all those ego. It doesn't help you. You don't. You don't learn from all of everything. So it takes yeah. time. Now in my 30s, I started to realize, you know what? I have so much to work on. Uh, I wish I I learned this in my 20s. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually a lot happier now. I start I stop caring about what other people think of me. If I go on dating, I I will be like the mentality is going to be very very um, positive. You got to have a positive mentality. You got to feel good about yourself before you go out and meet other people. See, these are the things that I I took in, I learned after all the the past mistakes. Great, I love that. And see, <laughs> ladies you. and gentlemen, just so we don't forget. Wayne is single, so slide into his DM. He's 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 available <laughs> and he's ready for dating. He's got the right approach. I didn't say that. <laughs> but thanks well, I said that for you. <laughs> I, I am playing matchmaker, bro. Oh, thank you. So, okay. Well, I, I, I think we can wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a good one. Um, just want to thank our listeners again for listening to uh, Asianish Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind our listeners, if it's, uh, you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to our podcast turn on that notification our uh, new episodes come out every tuesday find us on uh, anchor uh, spotify uh, apple and google Podcasts, wherever available we're on a number of streaming platforms and uh, leave us a five-star review it would be really great to uh, appreciate that we can learn and if you really like enjoy our show we're always happy to hear and uh and lastly follow us on instagram at asianish podcast and yeah share it with your friends and family we uh, we post memes, we post different things on there. Sometimes I like to post additional things that we may not discuss in depth mm-hmm. in the podcast, yeah. just as a, as a post and, a, and different things that we think about. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we're, uh, we're going to call it a day. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.